Hi, welcome to the Art and Science of Learning, the podcast that digs deeper in how we learn, so that in today's accelerated world, we can learn better and enjoy it more. I'm your host, learning specialist, Dr. Kinga Petrovai. Every week, I discuss aspects of learning with academics, practitioners, and individuals with unique learning journeys to inform and inspire how you design learning into work and life. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Art and Science of Learning podcast. In this episode, I reflect back on my experience at the Learning Ideas Conference in June of 2023. I attended in person in New York. It was held at Columbia University, but it was both an in-person and online fully hybrid conference. The focus of the conference is on innovations in learning and technology, both for the workplace and in higher education. And this is a wonderful conference because it really does bring together both the academic and the practice of learning. And uh, there are individuals from around the world, from different industries, and also from different academic institutions. So the conversation is truly a combination of what is happening in the latest research in the field and also all the different practices that are that are taking place in different organizations and industries and innovations in technology, some of the new technologies that are being uh, developed for how to improve learning, both in the workplace and in, in higher education. So it's a wonderful conference and a wonderful community where the conversation flows from year to year. You can see the same people coming back again and again, continuing the conversation, discussing how their ideas have developed and what is new in their field. It's a wonderful way of continuing those relationships and conversations. Also, a lot of new individuals join every year. And as I said, it's a fully hybrid conference. And if you look back last year, I did a collaboration with the conference, covered several episodes on how they created a fully hybrid conference. As the conference is run by Kaleidoscope, which is a learning technologies company, they are learning specialists and they put in a lot of learning science and insights from their years of experience on bringing together the online and in person to make it a good learning experience for everyone. And once again this year, this podcast collaborated with the Learning Ideas Conference, which is wonderful to be able to have deeper conversations with some of the speakers and uh, keynotes to deep dive into the talk that they gave, uh, discuss some of the different aspects of the ideas that they were sharing. And you can find these interviews in the show notes of this episode. The ideas really did span a wide spectrum from a water management company in South America that had developed a way for their employees to learn at the time when they needed the learning. So they had a lot of creative ways of implementing learning nuggets at different stages in the in the processing plant to strategies that were developed for women in STEM who are an underrepresented group in STEM subjects to be able to learn better from MOOCs that were teaching STEM subjects. Uh, There was also a collaboration uh, that was developed for student teachers in Germany who took part in a project-based program in which they collaborated 
across distance with students in India, and they develop strategies on how to improve the way that they work together and collaborate better. The different topics really do go on and on. Uh, some of them are in the interviews that, that you can find in the show notes. But some of the key takeaways from the subject, in addition to the fact that I heard so many interesting ideas and research uh, that really pushed me to to read further and investigate further into those types of learning strategies. But as a broad spectrum, uh, the big topic that everyone was talking about was, of course, AI in learning. Because of the deadline of when the speaking proposals were due, AI in learning really became a central conversation following that date. So a lot of the talks were not necessarily about AI, but certainly the conversations around it. And in fact, um, that was picked up by the conference and in their winter conference, which is a one day online event on February 15th, the focus of that event will be on AI in education. So you can uh, sign up for that as well and take a look at the link in the show notes. It's going to be, again, a wonderful lineup of speakers uh, from around the world to talk about the different aspects of AI in, uh, in education. But another big topic that I noticed was social learning, uh, all the uh, different ways of learning from each other and learning together. And so it's the, so it's the interactions, the human interactions of how can we learn better together. So there were several different aspects of this that were explored in talks. Some of them were through games. Some of them were uh, actually AI helping to improve the way we converse and the way we communicate. But social learning was was very big. And the other idea that I took away was the data, how data is being used in more increasingly more creative ways to help educators in the classroom. A professor in the UK was one example who developed a way of uh, gathering data from his engineering students in order to be able to teach better, in order to be able to know what is happening with everyone in the classroom so that he can uh, he can teach more effectively. But data being used as a tool for teachers to improve the way that they're interacting in the classroom also came through in several different different talks. So these are the big themes that I saw, which was AI and learning, social learning, how we learn together and from each other, and also increasingly how data is used in the classroom to improve the educator's practice. And now in the second part of this episode, I'm going to be speaking with Dr. David Gorelnik, who is the founder of the Learning Ideas Conference, to discuss his key takeaways from the conference, how he thought it went, and looking forward to what's going to be coming up next. Dr. David Gorelnik is the president and CEO of Kaleidoscope Learning and a consultant specialized in the use of technology to improve job performance. He is also the current president of the International E-Learning Association, founder and chair of the Learning Ideas Conference, and also an adjunct professor at Columbia University. Thank you so much, David, for joining me once again on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always, always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. And I'm really happy that we can talk in this episode. I'm reflecting back onto the wonderful conference that took place in June in New York and online. 
And in that reflection, of course, having talking to you about it and hearing your thoughts on how it went, what your takeaways were, is wonderful. So thank you for doing that. What is your main impression looking back on what happened this year? You know, looking back at June um, really was, a, I think, a nice event. People seemed to really enjoy the conversations and the dialogue and the variety of, of presentations and all the different interactions. We've grown a little bit, I think, over the past uh, few years, and it was really, uh, really a nice event with, with people coming from all around the world. A lot of different and interesting things going on, you know, really had, had something that was a really worthwhile event. Yes. And it feels like yesterday and still having conversations that have come out of that conference and connections that were made. As always, it's a great community of people who come together. And so seeing people that you already know, but also I met a lot of wonderful and interesting new people that I didn't know yet in, in this space. It was a really great event. Yeah, no, I thought this year, uh, maybe even more than than some of the other recent years, we had a lot of new attendees along with uh, sort of some of the, the regulars who've been coming for, for years and years and years and formed, you know, even maybe more of a, a community. And I think we had a lot of people who really clearly said, you know, this is my first one, but I, I'm coming back and have been, you know, staying in touch since then and, and talking with other people from the conference, including me and our team. So really like, I think a lot to look forward to as we continue to build the community in, in this year and years to come. And what was a highlight for you? Uh, so many. I mean, I think, you know, I think our keynotes were really good. I think, the, you know, the sessions were really interesting. Um, so conceptually, the highlight for me was the energy level. Like it really felt like it was just a a higher level maybe than ever before of just intensity of participation and really sort of all the, the right ways people were just feeling like they had they were just inspired and, and interested and really enjoying meeting people um more so i think for the in-person people which is a little bit unavoidable but a lot from the from the online participation as well and so i mean to me i think that kind of the you know the the one memory that i have I have to boil it down to one is just sort of that it was it was such a you know it was such an, an sort of enjoyable and intense experience for a lot of people that people really were very, very committed. Um, you know, people always take some time, go see the city and then who could blame them, but that people, the attendance was, was really high and the level of, you know, the questions were great and, and the level of focus was just seemed really, really strong this year, maybe even more than ever before. We're talking about connection and the need to communicate and to talk to each other and to connect and build communities in so many aspects of, of life right now. I think that topic is coming up all the time. And that was very, very present at the conference and bringing together these learning specialists from academia, from practice. It was wonderful. You spoke a little bit about the fact that it was online and in person. And this was actually the second year that it was a hybrid, a fully hybrid event and and something that we talked a lot about in the special series we did last year on how you created a fully hybrid event, uh, which is not necessarily what always happens when someone says that this is a hybrid event. But to make it fully hybrid and integrate both those online and in person. How do you feel that went? Yeah, I mean, I think I do think it was a success. I think there are also always things that we can continue to improve and, and work on um, to try to better integrate it. So our goal has really been to be as, you know, a fully hybrid, fully inclusive event. So we really want to replicate the experience as much as possible. So whether you can attend in person or not, you're getting the benefit of, of everything that's going on at the conference. And so for the actual sessions themselves, I think a lot of that went went fairly well. Um, you know, people are asking questions in the chat and, you know, we have people monitoring those. So those get, you know, are able to get, get asked even of the in-person presenters and so that those can get addressed. Um, it is still, um, one of the other things that we've, we've set up is that people who are in-person can also participate in the online chat, for, whether it's an online talk or an in-person talk. 
and monitor the questions and see what people are asking, chat back and forth with people. Um, that still we found people, I think, have the best of intentions, but don't do very much of. Like you sit there and you have your phone and you get in a room and you look at the person on stage and you forget you have your phone, which I think in a lot of ways is great, but as far as being fully integrated, um, a little bit less so. And I think we're still looking at more ways that we can better um, include people who are not physically present in a lot of the sort of ad hoc networking, right? You know, you just, you don't really bump into people in the same way. We've looked at some of the virtual systems but haven't felt that that feels, you know, really right to people. So trying to think of other ways that we can structure things so that there are more opportunities for people to connect, um, even if they're not physically at the conference. And so I think that's a, a step we, you know, we want to continue to take steps in, in, in that direction to, you know, to really reach where we want to be. Absolutely. Because there was such a enthusiasm in the last couple of years on making online and then eventually hybrid events a real part of everything that we do and to really join together the virtual and the in-person. I feel like a lot of those good intentions and excitement is now starting to wane a little bit where people are realizing the challenges of truly integrating online and in-person, technical challenges, interpersonal. There's so many different barriers to that. I think slowly people are starting to drop the hybrid part. How do you see this moving forward? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's a really interesting question. And I think there's a lot to, to determine. My view right now is still that there's a lot to be done to make a hybrid event work. I mean, so I'm, I think you're right that some people are sort of giving up or finding it also too um, impractical and, and expensive. And it's absolutely it does, it, there is a cost and a time. We have a lot more staff. We have a lot more preparation. So there is, it does take a lot more to run a hybrid event than either an online only event or an in-person event. It feels like it's double the work. And I think that's an underestimate, right? Like it's just somehow, you know, it's, it's actually even more than that. But it, I think it's something that's important. I think it's important for people to have the ability to access and participate in things when they can't come, can't come to a conference in New York. You can't get away from work for a few days. You don't have the budget to come all the way to New York or wherever it is. So we're going to continue to, to, to come up with new ideas and try different things. We have the advantage of also being a technology company, so maybe things that we can, we can build to help out on this. Yeah, I think it is easy for people to get excited about something and overly high expectations for what it's going to be right away, you know, especially when you've kind of seen, well, you know, Zoom meetings work pretty well for you know, the most part during the pandemic. You know, I know I've had some comments like, you know, why can't this be more like a Zoom meeting? You know, the answer to that is usually, well, you know, there aren't hundreds of people in a Zoom meeting. And so doing something at scale is, you know, is a little more complicated. Do we look at having more sessions that are maybe smaller groups doing discussions and less one presenter? And then, you know, we may do some things like that. There are also scheduling issues because we have a lot of, you know, we always have a lot of really high quality talks that we, we want to fit in and, and try to fit in the right, you know, within the right time. So yeah, so we're, we're continuing, you know, to me, I think looking at hybrid as the future is still absolutely the right thing. And that what we should be looking at is how can we make it better and more integrated rather than taking the other path and saying, well, you know, it's, it's not what we're hoping for, so let's give up. So we're, we're going the opposite way and we're very far from, from giving up and really trying to uh, come up with new ideas to continue to, to improve what we've already established. Good. That's fantastic. I like what you said, that there really is a lot to learn and a lot to understand about how to make something new work well. And I think a lot of people thought it will come seamlessly. We all have done the Zoom, we've all been online and, and had meetings online, so we can just seamlessly make this happen. But for so many reasons, it's not seamless and there's new ways of doing things. So I'm really looking forward to what you and your team come up with in the future, because it absolutely is something that is worthwhile and needs to be developed further. So that's exciting. 
I wanted to touch on something that last year you started a mini conference in February. And part of the aim for that was not only to have this great one day virtual event where great speakers and people come together to talk about these new ideas, but also to keep the conversation going from June to keep the community and the conversation and the connection going. So will you be doing this this year, the February conference? We will. We will be doing the February conference again. Uh, details are still still forthcoming. It's not quite at the point to announce them yet, but the focus will be, uh, I can tell you, the focus will be on artificial intelligence in education and workplace learning. And so that's going to be this year's focus. Last year's was on uh, creativity and learning design. This one is going to be on AI in, in education and, and, and workplace learning. And as you said, I mean, the, the goal is to, to have a really nice event and a you know, really interesting event at a time that's kind of quite at the midway point, but roughly midway between our annual conferences and also to keep the community going. And there seems to be a lot of interest from the people who are attendees and committee members and speakers who really want to have more ways to connect sort of somewhat explicitly during the year. And so we're really looking forward to doing that again. I certainly enjoyed it. And have you had feedback, how that impacted people, what people thought about it? We definitely had really good feedback about the event last year. People, you know, people enjoyed it and really did find themselves appreciating the talks and participating and spending, you know, maybe more of their day than they thought they would, you know, with a with a live event, you know, is available, recordings are available after. You know, I don't know that we, you know, I've really talked to anyone specifically about how it kept the community going, but I think you could kind of feel that it kept the community going. You know, we'd sort of just see more participation, more participation in the conference, our social media team posts, more, a lot of people who did attend both events. And so I think we're, you know, see the connections and should be able to continue to build on that. Wonderful. I look forward to it. And so in terms of June, June 2024, so what can we look forward to in terms of the conference next June? Yeah, it's hard, hard to believe that it's uh, it's around the corner. We're looking forward to, to I think, a, another conference that, that gets a little bit bigger and, and you know, but still maintains its feel of, you know, of a community where people really can talk to each other and it's not overwhelmingly large. I think we're going to see a lot more proposals about AI and education. That was probably the thing that, that changed the most. Um, from sort of the proposal time to the actual conference time last year was ChatGPT came, you know, kind of made it to the mainstream and all of a sudden some of the interest in AI was 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 really extreme. Um, so I think we'll see proposals in that area. I think we'll continue to see proposals in in all different areas uh, related to new technology and learning. We're still seeing more VR and AR and just, you know, different studies and different, you know, different approaches. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see what, what we get once we start planning for June. We'll We'll kind of see how the program comes together, but uh, I think we've got we've got a really good group, and we kind of you know already have a good sense of people saying you know they're really looking forward to it and want to come back. Great. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't believe we're talking about next June already. I but, can't either. Uh, <laughs> but it will be very interesting, and a lot of great topics that you're saying are are going to be coming up. Well, thank you very much, David, for sharing your thoughts and insights, and uh, and I look forward to being back in New York in June 2024 and online in February and online in February absolutely it's always great to have you a part of of everything there and uh, also of course on the podcast so thanks again for talking with me thank you David thank you.